the struggles of being a young Christian. I know some of y'all be like, I just want to be young and turned. But my question is, why can't we be young and turned for Jesus? I want it to be so many young Christians in the church that every time we walk in, it's a Jesus party. And not even just young Christians. I mean, the older Christians, the mature Christians, all types of Christians. I just want it to be a party every time we walk in and we just turned up for the Lord. So anyways, (laughs) y'all, what's up? It's your girl, Lamaya Lachey. Welcome or welcome back to Made in Heaven podcast. What is going on, y'all? I hope you were having a blessed day. You guys were not going to get this podcast. I've been trying to record this podcast for not one, not two, but three days. Jesus rose on the third day. And I say, you know what? If Jesus rose on the third day and if he could go through so much, I was going to say hell, but he didn't go through hell because he would never even touch a pinky toe in hell. But anyway, (laughs) if Jesus could go through all that turmoil and, and all that abuse, I can go through three days of trying to record this podcast. <laughs> Y'all, I can go through three days of trying to record it. Um, I started recording this podcast on Tuesday. My head was hurting. So I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to do that to them. I'm not even going to do that to them. I'm just going to record it when I feel better. So come Wednesday, I'm like, all right, bet, 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 bet. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. I started recording. The first half of the podcast turned out beautiful. Second half, audio messed up. I'm like, all right, you know. Okay, you know what? Let's go day three. So this is day three. And I just, I said, Lord, bless it. Lord, bless it. Bless it. Okay. I was like, Lord, I do not want to record this podcast anymore. I'm not feeling, you know, hyped up and geeked up like I was. But then I realized that it's not about what I feel like doing. It's about what God has called me to do, whether I feel like it or not. And so here I am being a vessel for the Lord. Okay. And today the topic is the struggles of a young Christian. And I was going to name this the struggles of being a Christian in general, because of the simple fact that it doesn't matter if you're a young Christian, it doesn't matter if you're an older Christian, a mature Christian, I should say, um, we all be struggling. I mean, it's rough out here. Okay, it's rough. And so let me define young Christian. When I'm talking about young Christian, I'm not talking about somebody that is young in age. I'm talking about somebody that is a new believer or somebody that has already been a believer, but they still have some growing up to do in the faith. Um, Because you can be a young Christian at 60. If you're new, okay, with walking with Christ, then you're a young Christian. If you have already been Christian, and and you've been Christian for like five, 10 years, but you still have some growing up to do in the faith, you're a young Christian, all right? That is that is my definition of a young Christian, and I just wanted to make that clear so we won't have any confusion. So let's get into these struggles, y'all, because it is a struggle, but oh, how I love the name Jesus, because he, he ain't gonna never leave us nor forsake us, and he ain't gonna let us struggle by ourselves, but I, I just pray that I can... Put words to your thoughts if you're having these struggles, because a lot of the time we feel like we're the only one that be struggling with these type of issues. It's not until you get with other believers and you're talking and you're like, you struggle with that too? 
oh, like, you know what I'm saying? It's not just me, you know? So I just, I just pray that I can put words to your thoughts and that through the experiences I've had, the things I've struggled with, I, I pray that it helps you and, and it encourages you. And some of the things I say, I hope it convicts you as well, because sometimes y'all didn't lo- lost your mind. Sometimes y'all didn't lost your mind. Um, and so I, I just pray that God speaks through me and anything that needs to be uh, stirred up in y'all and, and anything that needs, you know, a little bit of conviction. I, I pray that he just speak through me and don't get mad at me in the comments. It's the Lord, not me. Anyways, let's get into these struggles. The first struggle I want to talk about is missing the past and missing things that you used to do. So I had found myself when I was first beginning to walk with Christ missing my past and not only missing my past, I I started grieving my past. And a lot of people seem to think that grieving only occurs when someone else dies, but grieving actually also occurs when the old version of you dies. And so when I first started walking with Christ, I was grieving the old version of me, the version of me that found my identity in, in money and success and, and worldly things. And so when I began to walk with Christ, the the change was happening so rapidly and and I'm not going to lie, change doesn't always feel good. And so as I'm changing, I'm seeing it literally unfold right in front of my eyes and I'm like changing so fast to the point where there was a time where I was I was grieving. There was a time where I was crying every day. I was crying every day because I'm like it was weird. It was weird because I was like, I'm so excited to walk with God. Like this feels new. It feels like a brand new world. (laughs) It felt so new, but at the same time, it was like, but wait a minute, this change is happening so fast that I kind of want to go back because as humans, we want to be comfortable and we want what is familiar to us. And a lot of the time change is uncomfortable. And so even though I was excited to walk with Jesus and and I was just so excited about the fact that like I'm feeling something that I never felt in my life. It was like, but at the same time, what's going on? Like (laughs) what's going on? I remember being in the world and there was times before I even knew God, there was times where I was like, oh, look at, okay, so this is what I would do. I would be in my camera roll. I would be looking through pictures of myself and I'd be like, oh, I missed that, that Amaya. I need to get back to her. Um, but then when I start walking with, with Jesus and I'm looking through my memories and I'm looking through my pictures, I'm not saying I need to get back to her anymore. Even though I miss her, I know I can never go back. And so I was grieving the old version of me because I had found so much of my identity and and the things of the world that when I started walking with Christ, it was completely being stripped off of me. And in the shedding of, of that, my old life being stripped off of me, it was painful. The level of change you go through when you get saved is astronomical. That's the only word I can think of right now. But the level of change is just out of this world. I mean, from the time you get saved to even just a couple months later, the change, you can feel it. And it's so crazy. So the other day I was talking to my boyfriend and 
I was talking to him about how a lot of people be telling me like, oh, like I wish I had your faith and, and you go to church now and you do this now. And sometimes when people are like complimenting me on my faith or complimenting me on, on the things that I do for the Lord, sometimes I'm tempted to be like, this is not me. Like, who are y'all talking about? I'd be tempted to look behind me. Like, who are y'all talking about? Like, I go to church now. Like, it's almost like my mind has not caught up with who I am because of the simple fact that ever since I've been walking with God and praying for the wisdom and and praying for him to help me to change and grow in, in faith, it's like I've grown so much that I'm unrecognizable. And you, you like, oh yeah, that's good. Like, yeah, you unrecognizable, but it's like, it's scary. It's scary. I don't know if any of y'all can feel what I'm saying right now, but it's scary. It's so scary when you literally cannot recognize who you are because where you've been, you've been there for so long, who I've been, I was that for so long. And because I was that for so long, now that I'm walking with Christ, it's almost like, hmm, I don't know if I like this or not because it's unfamiliar. Um, and so just, just speaking to missing that version of me, I think it can get rough. It can get rough, especially when you first coming into walking with Christ, because you just think everything is just going to be rainbows. You, you so on fire for the Lord. You kind of just kind of, I don't know. You just think it's just like, yeah, like a brand new world. And you're very just, just on fire. And you just, it's just so cute to see baby Christians come in and then that spiritual warfare kick in and then that grieving kick in and then that wilderness season kick in and you like hold on uh uh-uh wait a minute did I just make the wrong decision because how come I'm walking with the Lord and all this stuff is happening what's going on (laughs) can I be real with y'all so I already went through that heavy, heavy grieving process where I was crying every day because I missed who I was and I couldn't recognize me. I already went through that. But there's times today where I still miss my past. There's times when I'm going through the memories, the pictures and all the things. And I'm like, man, like it looked like she was having fun back there. It looked like the old version of me was having a good old grand old time. But what I realized is our mind be playing tricks on us because I be going back to look at the old version of me through pictures, through memories, through all the things. And I'm like, I miss that. But then I had to realize that our mind makes things seem better than it actually was. Cause when I'm going back and I'm looking at those memories, I'm looking at the pictures Yes, I miss it. And yes, I'm like, oh, I wish I could go back there. But when I was in it, I didn't want to be in it. So it's it's just so crazy how our mind plays tricks on us like that. We can see memories and, and we can just think of these thoughts about our, our past and, and then start to miss it. But we forget that when we were in it, it didn't feel like this good, grand old, good vibe type of time. Like... <laughs> It didn't feel like that. And so, yes, there's times today where I still miss my past, but then I have to remind myself of the truth. And the truth of the matter is, when I was in the world, when I was doing whatever I wanted to do, when I was doing it my way, I had my little fun. But a lot of it was only short-lived. A lot of it was like, okay, I was having fun, 
But when I would get home, I would be crying. And I couldn't explain. It just felt like this something was missing. Okay, now I know that that something was Jesus. <laughs> but back then, it's like, what's going on? Like, hold on. Wait a minute. What's Wait on. Hold on. Hold on now. What's going on? Like, what am I missing? What's like, it was like, I, I was, I was, it was like, I was trying to search for something. And now I know that I was trying to search for God. But back then I was like, eh, I was, I was searching for something. I just couldn't put my finger on it. Um, but yeah, today I still miss my past sometimes. Y'all, I'm just being real with y'all. There's times where I do miss my past and I know I could be real with y'all because this is a safe place okay um so yeah if you ever missed your past or if you had those feelings where it's like man I wish I can go back but I know I would never go back comment that like share that because I just want this podcast to create conversation and create a safe safe place for us Christians because in this world it's not safe for us it's not safe for us at all but as citizens of heaven it right here on Made in Heaven podcast. Oh, y'all are safe. Y'all are safe. Y'all are safe. Okay. Know that. <laughs> One thing I realized is that a lot of the time, the reason why we miss our past is because what we're going through currently does not look good. It doesn't feel good. It's not comfortable. And so a lot of the time we miss our past because what was back there was familiar and it was comfortable to us. And a lot of the time we would rather go back to what is familiar and comfortable to us even if our past situation wasn't the best because we feel like going back there is better than being in the unfamiliar and being in the uncomfortable because as humans we crave comfort and I had to bust out this bible y'all because this reminded me how in Numbers chapter 11 when the Israelites were going through the wilderness and God had saved the Israelites from Egypt because in Egypt the Israelites were in slavery and when they were enslaved in Egypt they were asking God God please free us and then God had freed the Israelites because he heard them he heard their cry he freed them and then after God had freed the Israelites the Israelites were going through the wilderness because God was preparing them for their new life the Israelites new life was going to be in a land flowing with milk and honey except for the fact that they had to go through the wilderness right and so the Israelites they were going through the wilderness but they were complaining they were like God like this is just so hard like God really if you if you was gonna do all this if you was going to take me through all this, you could have left me back there where I came from in my past. You could have left me back in Egypt, Lord, because God saved them from Egypt. But because they were going through the wilderness season to get to, to their blessing, they began to reminisce about their past. So the Israelites began to complain. They began to complain because they felt like what was familiar to them when they were in slavery was better than their hardships that they were going through in the wilderness. So they began to complain. They began to say things like, oh, in Egypt, I had all the good food that I wanted and, and everything like that. I had all the meat that I could want and I was living good in Egypt. But see, remember how I told you guys that your mind plays tricks on you? When you start to reminisce about your past, we quickly forget that it wasn't as good as our minds are making it seem and so the Israelites they began to reminisce about their past they began to to really just be like I just want to go back there but they had quickly forgot that when they were in their past 
when they were in Egypt, even if they had all the food they wanted to eat, they were in slavery. They were getting treated bad. But because what they were going through in the wilderness seems so much harder than where they came from, they wanted to go back. And it, this is so good because a lot of us do that. We, we give our life to God. We're so on fire. We're so excited to set out on the journey. And then we get in that wilderness season. And it's, it gets hard. It gets so hard. And because it gets hard, we then begin to be like, man, wh- where I came from, it, it kind of was easier. I, I may have not been in the best situation, but I kind of want to go back. But we have to realize that when we're on this road, when we're in that wilderness season, we're on our way to our blessing. So why would you turn back when there's nothing there for you except pain and trauma and turmoil and all the things? So we have to, this is something that I have to remind myself because Numbers chapter 11 is so good. First of all, the Old Testament is so good, but particularly this this chapter is so good because it teaches us that when you're complaining and and when you're reminiscing about the past, you have to realize that a lot of the time, the reason why we're doing the reminiscing that we're doing and, and really just missing our past so bad is because what we're going through doesn't feel good. And so when you can recognize that and be like, you know what, even though I'm going through this wilderness season, even though I'm going through a a grieving process because I'm changing so much and I'm walking with Jesus, I know that going through this wilderness season is going to lead me to my blessing. And so, Lord, thank you. Thank you. You know, and and it's rough. It's, It's so much easier said than done. It's so hard to praise him when you're going through that season. Because like I said, y'all, when I very first came to Christ and I was going through that grieving, that wilderness season, that isolation season, it was rough. It was rough. I was crying every day. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? I'm like, what's wrong with me? God help me. Because there is no way I'm sitting here going through all of this excitement, but at the same time grieving. Um... But yes, y'all, I just had to share that. I had, I had to bust out my Bible, y'all. I had to bust out this Bible because one thing about it, I be in it. I be in it, okay? The, God's word is so good. I just want to encourage y'all, just a quick little reminder. Read your Bible. Read your Bible, y'all. This is just a good, good, good reminder to read your Bible because I, you know, this is necessary. I told God, God, whatever you want me to say to these people, just help me to say it. I said, Lord, whatever you want me to say to them, just put it on my heart, put it on my mind and bring it through my mouth. And so he put this on my heart. So somebody need this reminder, read your Bible. But look, listen to this, because this is so good. It says, when asked, what is more important, prayer or reading your Bible? I asked, what is more important, breathing in or breathing out? Reading your Bible as a Christian is so important. It's literally like eating food. If you do not eat, you're going to starve. Your spirit is going to starve. And so reading your Bible as a Christian is just so important. Anyways, that was so off topic, but read your Bible, babe. Hey, y'all. Editing Maya here. So, y'all, I am so exhausted today. I'm so exhausted to the point where I was trying to finish this podcast, y'all. I really was. And I'm tripling and stumbling over my words, and I just cannot continue today. But the reason why I interrupted the podcast is because I told y'all that I've been recording this podcast for three days. And so the first part of this podcast that I recorded out of my bed in a chair, it was still very good. 
So I'm going to combine these clips together. And the reason why I'm inserting this is because in the next clips, the audio is not going to be good. It's going to sound very kind of echoey. It's not terrible. Okay. I wouldn't do y'all like that. I, I care about y'all ears and y'all listening experience. But the reason why I just decided to to put the clips together from the last three days is because I want to show y'all that everything ain't always perfect. And one thing that I struggle with, so this just ties into the whole podcast, y'all. One thing I struggle with is only wanting to do things when I feel like it or only want to do, wanting to do things when it's perfect. But God is teaching me that he's not looking for my perfection. He's looking for my obedience. And so the reason why I'm showing y'all this real raw, true moment right now is because this is not me. I love to just get it right. I want to give y'all the best listening experience, the best best video podcast I can give y'all if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, but sometimes it just doesn't work out like that. And I just wanted to to show y'all that not everything is going to go how you want it to go. And that's a struggle as a Christian. You you want things to just go your way as a Christian, as a, as a person, a Christian or not, you know what I mean? Even when I was in the world, I wanted things to go my way. But one thing that I had to release when I started walking with Jesus is it's not going to always go my way. It's not. And, and I have to be okay with obeying God, whether I feel like it or not. It's not about what I feel like doing. It's about what God has told me to do. This is a safe place and I, I can show up as imperfect three days worth of clips and all two days three days it doesn't matter I hope you still enjoy it I love you I love you I love you I love you so bad and um yeah on to the other clips in the podcast all right y'all struggle topic number two living to please man and still worried about what the world thinks about you and worried about what other people think about you in general. That is another struggle that us young Christians have because a lot of us are very double-minded. We have one foot in, okay, well, I don't want to be looked at as one of them Christians, so I'm still going to try to fit in with the world. And then one foot in, okay, but I want to get to know God. And so we literally be doing the splits. Like this is us, like just hitting the split, just just busting down. <laughs> Because you can't make up your mind whether you want to walk with God or not. You don't want to choose a side because you feel like, well, I don't want to be looked at as a Jesus freak. I don't want to be looked at as one of them Christians. So I'm going to still dibble and dabble in the worldly things. And I'm also trying to live for God. But you can't do that. I'm going to be honest with you. In the Bible, it teaches us that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. If you're trying to walk, why are you doing the splits? You can't walk with Jesus if you're doing a splits, one leg back there and the other one trying to walk with Jesus. You think you can walk? You can't even move. One thing I learned about God is he ain't going to force you. He ain't going to drag you. So while you trying to do the splits by having one leg back there in your old life in the world and having one leg up there trying to walk with Jesus, guess what? God is not one to force us to do anything. So if you want one leg back there and one leg up there with Jesus, you're going to be sitting there looking like boo-boo the fool because Jesus ain't going to drag you. God wants us to walk with him 
Jesus wants us to walk with him. We have to choose that. But you see, a lot of us, we, we struggle. We struggle because we're like, well, like I said, we don't want to be looked at as a Jesus freak or we don't want to go all in on our walk with Christ because, you know, we, we probably still have worldly friends or, or people in your family that's going to judge you. It's like, bro, who are you living to please? God or man? Because truth be told, I could give a a fart less. <laughs> I'm trying to stop cussing, y'all. I could give a fart less if y'all think about me any type of way because I love the Lord, okay? And he hears my cries. And not only does he hear me, he sees me, he blesses me, and he will never leave me nor forsake me. So you think I care about you? Baby, I'm going to be living eternally with Jesus. We only here on this earth for a short amount of time. Who are you living to please? God or man? Because if you live to please them, you're going to die by, by pleasing them. Because truth be told, you can't, you can't serve two masters. It's either you living for the world and you die by the world or you live for God and live eternally with him. Y'all, so this is my notes for this podcast, and I wrote this down. Listen to this. God and the things of this world are of such opposite natures that it is impossible to love either one completely without hating the other. The world tells us we can do things in moderation. It's okay for you to be in the world a little bit, but God says that we're either all in or not this is this is our issue the world be telling us goofy stuff the world be like you know it's all right you could just do you can you can do it a little bit like you know what i'm saying you can you can just sin a little bit a little bit a little bit ain't gonna hurt you but that's a lie from the devil here is an example y'all what if you're in a relationship with somebody and they're like yeah i love you i'm committed to you but i just want to cheat on you a little bit you would be like you didn't lost your mind. You didn't lost your mind. And you actually, since you want to cheat on me a little bit, get out of my face and I'm done with you. So how come we think that in our relationship with God, we can dibble and dabble in worldly things just a little bit instead of being fully committed to him? Why do you feel like you can, you know, just, just you know, sin just a little bit, have a little sex outside of marriage have a, you know what I'm saying? A little, you know, do a little bit, a little bit. It's all right. But if somebody come to you and be like, yeah, I just want to cheat on you a little bit. What would you say? Why do we treat God like that? It's like, why do you not want to pick a side? Why don't you want to commit? I think a lot of us don't want to commit because you're so worried about what other people think about you. And y'all, the only reason why I'm telling you this and I'm, I'm getting in y'all, I'm going on in on y'all so hard <laughs> I'm the only reason why I'm going in on y'all so hard is because this is something that I even struggle with. Like at times I find myself like, "Mm, you know, it, it won't hurt, but that is the devil. You have to recognize when something is not of God, when a thought is not of God, the world be telling people, you know, it's just a little bit like a little bit ain't gonna hurt you, but it's like, yes, it will. It will because it's going to have you double minded feeling like you don't have to pick a side. But one thing about it, I'm on the winning team, baby. I'm with Jesus and ain't no team better than the winning team. 
Okay, I'm living for Jesus. And and this is the side that I, I, I'm going to stay on. It's like pick a side and stand 10 toes down on that side. Don't be trying to do the splits between the world and, and trying to live with God. Like I said, y'all, I be struggling too. I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't be struggling and, you know, I don't ever miss my past or I don't never feel like, uh, you know, what are people going to think about me and things like that. When I first came out here to start spreading the gospel, y'all, I was thinking about how people thought about me. I was thinking about how they was thinking about me so much to the point where it would it would cause me to fear, fear posting, fear wearing certain things, fear doing certain things because I didn't want people to, to look at me a certain way. And it's like, I have to keep reminding myself, who are you living to please, God or man? Who are you living to please, God or man? And I, I recited over and over and over in my head because we get to the point where we're trying to be people pleasers to the world. You, you're really not supposed to be a people pleaser to anybody, but especially to the world. Living to please, man. It ain't going to get you far because one thing I learned about people is you could literally lay down and die for them and they still won't appreciate it. So Jesus laid his life down and died for us. People still like, I don't believe in him. That's cap. It's like, bro, this man carried his own cross Y'all, I don't know. That just hit me. Jesus carried his own cross to his crucifixion. He laid down his life and died for your sins because he loves you. And some people will be like, that's still not enough. That's still not enough. And that's what I learned about people in the world. You could literally lay down your life for them, bend over backwards for them, and it would still never be enough. And that's why you cannot live to please man because it's never enough. They never are satisfied with anything. Once you, once you do a backflip on Monday, you got to keep doing backflips and backbends and splits Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and extra on Sunday because people are never pleased. They're never satisfied. And so that's why you can never satisfy them or try to ever satisfy them. We got to live to please God. Okay, struggle topic number three, y'all, is being different, feeling outcasted because we have been called to be holy, set apart, unique, and different from the world. And this can this the reason why I put this as a struggle is because it does not feel good. I mean, it a lot of people be like, oh yeah, like I'm different, like I'm an outcast, like yeah. But let's be honest, a lot of people didn't accept the fact that they were different until they tried to fit in and they couldn't and so then they they begin to to wear it as a badge of honor like oh yeah I'm, I'm different I'm outcasted but that initial phase before you accepted the fact that you were outcasted was I want to fit in because as children we all just want community we all just want to be like we all want friends and so Walking with Christ has made me realize that we are not made to fit in. God has set us apart. You know what holy means? 
Holy means set apart for a specific purpose. The reason why God has us set apart is so that he can use us for his purpose. He can use us to advance the kingdom here on earth. So, it, it and it's hard. It's hard because it's like, man, like, I mean, for somebody like me, I've always been different. Like, I've always never fit in. Like, I never fit in. So now when I'm Christian, it really doesn't feel too much of a difference because I never fit in in the first place. And I think that's a lot of people's story that even become Christian. They're like, I never fit in. You know what I'm saying? So th this is light work because even when I was in the world, people was like, there's something different about you. And I don't know if y'all have that story. Do y'all, can y'all relate to that? Have you ever, even when you was in the world, realized that you just don't really fit in like that? Because that was me. Like, I was like, there's, how come, and I would see it in myself. I would be like, how come I can't just do the, the goofy, foolish things that they're doing? And I'm with them. Like, I'm in the world, you know? But I realized at a young age that I was always set apart. And now looking back to where I was, it's like God always had his hands on me. So I was reading Romans, and this is so good. I was reading Romans, and Paul was talking about how Nobody really has an excuse to not know God because our internal nature, our our internal mind will tell us right from wrong because we're made in God's image. And so because we're made in God's image, he has placed something on the inside of us that tells us right from wrong. So even when you don't really know God, like you're not walking with him, you know right from wrong. You know right from wrong because he has placed something on the inside of us to where it's like, you know, like if you know, you know. And so it's so crazy because when I was out in the world and I was doing things that weren't right, I felt it. Even though nobody to told me, nobody, I, I didn't have anybody there to tell me like, no, don't do that. Because everybody else, when I was in the world, they was doing what I was doing. But it was like, God had placed that thing inside of me that just knew. And he has placed that inside all of us. So that's why in Romans, it was talking about how really nobody has an excuse to, to not do what is right. Because God has placed that, that, that knowing and that knowledge inside of us or that wisdom inside of us. And it's, I don't know, I, I, I just thought of that about that. I want to go to the scripture because I really want you guys to read that if you have not read that. Y'all, this is so good. So this is Romans chapter 2. Verses 14 through 15. Even Gentiles who do not have God's written law show that they know his law when they instinctively obey it, even without having heard it. They demonstrate that God's law is written in their hearts for their own conscience and thoughts either accuse them or tell them they are doing right. This is so good, y'all, because God literally has his his commands and his laws and what's right and wrong written on our hearts because he has made us so even if you don't really know the bible even if people are like well how is god gonna send people to hell how is god gonna gonna punish people that don't know the gospel they don't know the word he has it written on our hearts because he made us you think that he didn't make us with this this eternal internal knowledge that's already written on our hearts so so I'm going to read the study notes to y'all. People are condemned not for what they don't know, but for what they do with what they know. Those who know God's written word and his law will be judged by them. Those who have never seen a Bible 
still know right from wrong. And they will be judged because they did not keep even the standards dictated by their own consciences. Our modern day sense of fair play and individual rights often resist the idea of God's judgment. But keep in mind that people constantly violate even the standards that they have created for themselves. See, the reason why I brought this up is because, like I said, even when I was in the world, I knew right from wrong. I knew that I wasn't supposed to be out here just sleeping with anybody. And I can't tell you, nobody told me that that was right or wrong. Nobody said that. It was just written on my heart already. And so in, in, this, in this, Paul is talking about how you know right from wrong. Even if you don't know God's written law, you know right from wrong. And, and the reason why I brought that up is because I just feel like that's so good. Like, it's actually mind-blowing how God has written, he, he has written his word on our heart already without us even knowing it. And so when we're beginning to read his word, it all just starts unfolding and making sense. And, and I don't know, I just felt like that was so profound, y'all. I'm kind of going off now from the, the topic at hand. But it's just so crazy how just being set apart from even when you were in the world, you were set apart to now being set apart in Christ. It, it feels, it feels different. It's a different type of set apart, but also at the same time, it's like already been set apart. You know, I already been outcasted. I don't know if y'all have ever been outcasted or you've ever felt that set apartness or whatever, but drop it, comment that down in the comments. Like if you ever felt set apart, let me know. I would love to know because I, I, I feel like I'm the only one that feel like that. But it's somebody out there. It's somebody out there that has been set apart too. Okay. God, he's so good. Like he, he always gives us ways of knowing that he's real. Even before you even know him. When I'm looking back over my life in the world, I didn't see his hand. And, and when you become Christian and you become saved, you start to see his hand in your life. And you're like, dang, I was always set apart. Like God always had his hands on me. I just couldn't see it then, but I see it now. And so, yeah, being set apart now as a young Christian, it get rough. It really do get rough because you looking around at people your age and you like, dang, like I don't even do what they do. And it can get rough because we really go to school with people that are not Christian. We go to work. We, we have to rub shoulders with them all day long throughout stores, throughout, you know, wherever you are, it's going to be a whole bunch of people that are not Christian. Um, but living set apart is necessary because a lot of people, they feel like they can fit in and kind of, like I said, please the world. And because it doesn't really feel too good to be set apart because you stick out. And sometimes when you're a person like me, that's introverted, you would rather kind of fly under the radar. But it's like, when you're set apart, you have this light about you. When you walk into a room, you can't be ignored. And and it's so good because God has placed that light inside of us. And and sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you're like, God, not today. Like, I know I'm set apart. Okay, cool. But let me just hide today. I don't want to be seen by these people. <laughs> sometimes you like, I just... I. I don't want to be set apart. I just want to fit in today. I just want to kind of like, you know, fly under the radar today. But when God has set you apart, he has set you apart for a reason. He has chosen you 
He has chosen you and there's nothing you can do about that. And really be grateful for it because many are called, but few are chosen, okay? We have to realize that being set apart leads to peace, it leads to life. Because broad is the road that leads to destruction, but the straight and narrow path leads to life and peace. So we gotta stay on that straight and narrow even when the broad path look lit, baby, we about to turn this narrow path up, okay? It's going to be so many people on this narrow path, but in a good way. Like, we going to have a Jesus party on this straight and narrow, okay? Hey, y'all. Editing Maya back again. I wanted to end this podcast off on the right note with some good audio because I know y'all heard that audio in them last clips. And it wasn't terrible, but it just wasn't, you know, cohesive with the whole video, um, the whole podcast, I should say. But... Yeah, I just wanted to tell y'all that if you made it this far, you a real one. And I love you so much. I love you down. I pray that you got whatever you needed to get from this podcast. And yeah, comment in the comment section. Um, what is a struggle that you have as a young Christian or as a Christian in general? Whatever, wherever you are in your walk with Christ. I was going to say whatever age you are. But it's really not about age. It's about our growth in, in walking with Christ and you could be, like I said, a young Christian at 60 or six years old. Anyways, y'all, so I will be giving out Bibles to believers monthly. And this is something that I feel very passionate about because when I first was called out here, God told me, look, you need to teach people what you wish somebody would have taught you. And I wish somebody would have told me to open up my Bible a couple years ago, baby, because it didn't change my life. And so because reading the Bible and actually understanding it has changed my life, I want to be able to buy Bibles for believers, whether you're a young believer, a believer that has already been Christian, but just is getting into reading the Bible, I want to be able to buy Bibles for believers. Um, the particular Bible that I have is the NLT study Bible. It doesn't matter if you read NIV, ESV, it doesn't matter. The one I have, I believe that everybody should have. I'm biased though. Anyways, <laughs> So yes, if you feel led to give to this ministry, please give because Bibles are not cheap, y'all. And I want to be able to give out a good amount of Bibles every month. And shout out to those that have already given. I I appreciate you so much, but it's not for me. It's not for me. It's for those other believers. The links to give will be in the YouTube description if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, you can also go to Made in Heaven Pod on Instagram and TikTok and the link will be in the link tree. It should say something like support the ministry or you can go to my main page Amaya Lachey on TikTok and Instagram. Enough of me just going on and on. Thank you so much for making it this far in the podcast. I am so honored that you would take time out of your day to listen to little old me child. I love you so much and I pray that God pour out his blessings into your life and I pray that this podcast has blessed you. Okay so yeah y'all. See you in the next episode. Bye.